course, I did that backwards. All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV, as I like to call it. My name is Melissa Gretzler. I am your host. I am an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, creator and founder of not only just a live TV, but also the Women Supporting Women Can Network. You can find me and my guest co-host in the description of this video. Today, we are talking about how to show up for yourself. And this one is all about making yourself your number one priority, making sure that you're showing up. We tend to show up for everybody else, but not ourselves. So that's what we're going to be talking about today is how to show up for yourself. Today's episode has been sponsored by Steph Chu, who just happens to be our guest co-host. She is offering you access to her mini course on how to, sorry, having issues, how you can love your body naked and start feeling stronger and more confident without ever feeling stuck again using the love your body naked system, which absolutely. And for somebody who is plus size like myself, I have to say that having a program like this is absolutely beneficial. Go check that out. Link in the description. Again, who doesn't want to love their body um, naked? Because most of us look in the mirror and we're like, nope. <laughs> so yeah, uh, go and check that out. So today, um, actually for anybody watching, go and check us out. Um, link in the description, like and follow the show on your favorite social platforms, as well as make sure that you sign up for our newsletter at Just Alive TV. All right. So I'm just trying to find out where I can monitor my chat. So while I'm doing that, Stephanie, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me on the show. Uh, my name is Steph Chu. I am a strength and mindset coach that is based in New York City. Um, I'm the creator of the Love Your Body Naked system. Um, so essentially, what my goal is to help women transform their bodies so that they love who they are, like deep down. So not just you naked in a physical sense, but if you were to take away everything, who are you being left with? Um, so that we can feel stronger and more confident in our own skin. Um, so it's like the same, right? It's like just being able to show yourself and knowing that you are a priority. And I truly believe that when you focus on being a priority for yourself, when you start loving who you are, then loving your body naked is just going to come naturally. That is, oh, excuse me, absolutely true. It is. You know what? The, the confidence you find when, see, and I come at it the other way. So you, you're talking about love your body. I, and yeah. I go for the mindset of it, right? Is, yeah. And I, I'm assuming you do the same as well, but we all kind of work a little bit of mindset magic. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, for me, it's a lot of, you know, just unconditionally loving yourself. And when you can unconditionally love yourself, and it, since, you know, you're with your program, love your body naked. When you, one of the first things I am actually, when I, cause originally I thought she wasn't promoting, but of course she is. So I had put mine in there <laughs> and what I've done is I launched, um, I'm doing a five day challenge and I'm not promoting. I just want to explain, cause it goes hand in hand with this, right. Is I'm doing a five day challenge on, you know, being an empowered warrior woman. And what that is, is, you know, loving yourself unconditionally and finding who you are underneath all the noise. And one of the things that we do in the program that follows that is, you know, looking in the mirror and looking at yourself in the mirror and going, who are you, right? What do you, what are you subconsciously or consciously saying to yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror? 
Now, I love myself unconditionally. That doesn't mean I always like what I see in the mirror. Right. right? I'll look in the mirror and I see the rolls and I see the stretch marks yeah. and I see all this stuff, right? And at the same time, I love myself unconditionally and I don't let that bring me down. But at the same time, I look at it and I'm like, really don't like that. That is okay. You can still love yourself unconditionally and not like something about yourself, whether it's the way you act, the way you look, the way, you know, but a lot of people nowadays, if they don't like the way that they look, if they don't like the way that they act, that transfers into non-unconditional self-love, right? And it becomes society says, you're not good enough if you're overweight. You're not good enough if you don't look this or look that. And I say, screw that. I actually, and I, and I pointed this, this uh, painting out a few times, I had this painting commissioned and I sent the artist <laughs> like a basically naked photo to do yeah. this. Um, and it was to empower or embody my own personal power, right? Yeah. That is my power. And it was all about passion. It was all about the chakras and, you know, getting into who I am and what I love about myself. And for me, it's always been passion. And that's not just in the intimate sense, although, yes. you know, you know, my yeah. husband and I don't, <laughs> but at the same time, it's passion in everything. You, yeah. there's, there's a passion, but it's not just a passion for life or a passion for helping people. It's a passion for yourself. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about today is showing up for yourself when, you know, you should be putting yourself as your number one priority. I'm going to let you talk for a minute. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I 100% agree with everything that you're saying. The mindset is obviously a huge aspect of it. And uh, I completely agree is everyone should unconditionally love themselves because you can do so many great things when that's actually the case. Um, I'm coming at it from a fitness perspective. That is what my background is. This is how I learned how to love myself. So I think that's the path that makes sense the most. Um, and I think it's hard. So for me growing up, I did not love myself. I didn't know, you know, I had no self-esteem, no self-worth for me. Fitness is what kind of showed me that it was like, Hey, you know, you're capable of a lot more, right? You can do this. Like you can go pick up a barbell. You can do all these things. You can still eat food and you don't have to feel guilty for it. Like you're like, you don't have to, if you look in the mirror, right today, maybe I do have a couple of rules, but oh, well, who cares, right? Because it's like, hey, I do love myself. So I do think that all that ties in together, right? There's no one thing that is right or wrong that you can do first. Like it's either, yep, your mindset is always going to lead you like through, you know, your entire fitness journey. So like a lot of people who come, you know, they're like, hey, I want to lose like, you know, 10 pounds because I don't like the way that I look. And I'm like, all right, hey, like, why don't we change a little bit? What is your mindset? How, what do you like about yourself? What do you like? Who, who are you? And the scary thing to me is a lot of people don't know how to answer that question. It's always, they're like, oh, but like, you know, all I want to do is lose 10 pounds. And I'm like, okay, then what happens after you lose the 10 pounds? Are you going to feel better about yourself? Has who you are changed? Or are you just going on a diet, you know, just for the sake of losing 10 pounds? So definitely mindset, everything that you just said, yes. But it's like, there's so many different aspects to it and it is complicated. So for me, the love your body naked system, hopefully it kind of simplifies a little bit because it's like a little bit of self-love, a little bit of mindset, a little bit of fitness, a little bit of everything to find what you love. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And that that is it, right? We have the ability to love ourselves in every aspect. Um, and I was going to bring something out of what you just said, and I can't remember what it was now. Um, 
Oh, yes. The, the loving yourself when, right? We, we, uh, how do I word that? You know, weight is a huge one, right? Weight and physical appearance is a huge one. That is what a lot of people struggle with is their physical appearance, right? I don't wear makeup, right? I don't wear makeup. I'm 90% of the time I'm in tank tops today. I'm in a sports bra and tank tops. And yeah. you know, it's, that's, that's my comfort, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I still feel good. But again, yeah. I am plus size, right? I'm over yeah. 200 pounds. I'm five nine, So it is yeah. a little bit of added weight, right? And the little, right. the little double hanging mm -hmm. here. I think that's genetics. <laughs> um, but with that, I hear a lot of people say, I'll be happy when, right? And yeah. I'm going to be doing an episode on that exact comment in futuristically. But when people say, I'll be happy when I lose 20 pounds. I'll be happy when I look like this. I'll be happy when I achieve this. That's great. And I'm glad that you feel that way, but that doesn't work. What ends up happening is when coming from the mindset aspect of that, if you set a goal for yourself and you say, I'm going to be happy when I reach this goal, you're not actually creating that happiness. You'll be happy when that happens. I'm not saying you won't, absolutely you will be. If you set a goal to lose 20 pounds and you lose that 20 pounds, you're gonna be happy when you lose that 20 pounds. But because you're not unconditionally loving yourself and you're not happy with yourself to begin with, what's gonna end up happening is you're gonna pick at something else. You're gonna find something else that you don't like about yourself. Now you're gonna be complaining because, oh, I have to go shopping for an entire new wardrobe, nothing fits me you know, I don't feel good and whatever that looks like, you're going to pick yep. on something different. And that always happens. No, agreed. And I think that happens a lot in the fitness industry, right? You see, you know, someone you see on Instagram where you're like, oh my God, like she has a beautiful body, blah, blah, blah. But like behind the scenes, like, you know, a couple of years later, this girl is talking about how she's super unhappy and or she disappears, you know, often it's like, because you're just basing like your value based off her looks and like going back to higher priority, you're a lot more valuable than, you know, just how you look. Like even, you know, yeah, I wear sports clothes all the time, right? And even when I go out, people are like, why are you wearing gym clothes? And I'm like, this is what makes me comfortable, right? And I think that's a part of showing up for yourself. Like, you know, even like for you, right? If you're going to wear like a super tight dress all the time and, you know, we're just at home wearing like business suits and stuff. Like, I don't think like for me, at least that's not who I am. And that to me is kind of in a way it's not, you know, it's not being true to myself. So even if I did, you know, work out like every single day, go to the gym, I have the perfect body. Then at the end of the day, like going back to my mindset, I'm not staying true to myself though. So it wouldn't even matter that I had a perfect body because I'm not happy with who I am. Yeah, exactly. Now, so we're talking about happiness, right? And, and showing up for yourself. Now, one of the main things I want to mention in this video and, and one of the best ways to show up for yourself is if you have, and, and I'm going to, we're women. So this goes for men and women, non-binary. I don't care what your gender identify, identifier is, but I will say women because we predominantly work with men, women. Um, yeah. Is when you are, oh, and I totally, see, this is what happens when I lose my train of thought. It's just, I see talking <laughs> about it. The last four weeks, yeah. the last month. Yeah. Like, bam. Um, 
and I totally lost where I was going with that, but oh yes. Okay. So most of us, you know, if you have a best friend, if you have a daughter or a son or a, a you know, a girlfriend or a sister, if you see whoever it is that you have in your life, if you see them and they're, they're talking to themselves and they're doing everything for everybody else and they're running themselves to the ground. They don't like themselves. They're running around. They're working all the time. They have no time for themselves. What are you going to tell them? Right? So I challenge everybody watching this video, everybody catching your replay. So I like keep seeing a reflection of something on my face. Um, I challenge everybody joining <laughs> this today or, or even just, you know, watching the replay. If you saw somebody else putting everybody else ahead of themselves, what would your advice to them be? What would you advise them to do? Would you advise them to start putting themselves first? Would you advise them that they're beautiful and they're amazing and they're strong? They don't have to work so hard. They can, they can have playtime and, and them time. What would you say to them? Because that's what we're doing. We're instinctually, or, or even just society's conditioned us to put everybody ahead of ourselves, right? As women, and I'm gonna say this particularly, particularly to women and mothers is in the 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s, it was please your man, right? It was as soon as you become married, right? Or even, you know, you were raised by your father, you were, your father was in control, right? They were in control of every aspect of your life. You never had control because you were married off, right? And then you were your husband's control under your husband's control. You had to do everything they said. And then all you were meant for was eye candy and taking care of the kids, right? You were a broodmare basically. So if you have all of this, like conditioning of this, the last few centuries, right? Where women have been you have to put your husband first, then you like family first, husband first, children first, right? And you have to give everything you are to these people. Where, where have we been taught to put ourselves first? Where have we been taught that you know, I'm supposed to be first? Right. Never. We've never been taught that. <laughs> I think that's a whole journey. And I think it's like, it takes for yourself to go and recognize it. I think that even if my experience at least if you were to go see you know yourself like you're watching yourself and you're putting everyone else first I think that most people wouldn't necessarily understand that they're like oh I think I have to put myself first um I think it's like you experience and be like all right you know when you're actually tired and I think that's what's important is if we all wait until we're like all right we've had absolutely enough you know um, we're tired of you know always like you know this person wants this that person wants that you know you're doing everything and like for everyone else and you're spread completely thin and that's usually when we're like okay this is now we're done right and i think it's even like you know some of my clients right i'm telling them i'm like hey like you know go do something for yourself and it's very very hard for them too because this is not something that you're used to and i think that i could like if like for example right melissa like you know i'm watching you you know you have kids every single day you're doing everything for your kids and I'm like hey Melissa like as a friend I'm here to tell you I was like you should go take some time for yourself and if you don't see that I don't think you would be like oh yeah Steph is right maybe I should go take some time for myself and be like no Steph is you know this is just stupid I don't know what she's talking about everything is completely fine but like deep down you're like okay what do I do <laughs> well I'm not even gonna go I'm I'm gonna go far back because you said we've never yeah. seen that 
but we were, right? You look yep. at some indigenous cultures, you look yep. at Greek mythology, you look at pharaohs and all of yep. women were even even gypsy cultures women yeah. were you know uh what's the word i'm looking for embraced they were honored right, right? Yeah. you yeah. look at even even in spiritual right spirituality you've gotten the maiden um what is it the maiden the woman and the crone i believe it is i can't remember exactly so please don't <laughs> come at me for that but <laughs> at the same time women have been honored and revered and i'm not saying that it's not like a, a a domination or or anything along those lines but when you have cultures that each person has a role not to say that they couldn't take on somebody else's role right but if you had men because masculine energy was predominantly yeah. provider and protector Right? right, where a feminine energy or a feminine role was creator, nurturer, and healer, right? But it didn't have to stay that way. You would have, right. you know, witch doctors that were men and women. You would right. have exactly. priests or, or not priests, but um, spiritual teachers who were men and women. There was none of that, right? And everybody, I, I think it didn't become until women were subjected to um, being products, basically, or, or like cattle, that's when the demographic changed. That's when we were told, you know, you're not a human being, you are product. Right? right? And we're trying to cattle. <laughs> But that's the thing you're and, and that's even like spirituality so i'm a spiritual teacher right i'm i'm woo crazy. i've got you know i'm a psychic medium and in olden times right egyptian times greek mythology anybody who was a psychic or spiritual were protected they had you know they were special they were honored they were protected and that goes like multicultural where people who had spiritual gifts and abilities were revered as being experts in that field right now it's terror now you've got ghosts and hauntings and you've got all of this you know stuff that, that social media movies hollywood has said oh it's bad it's crazy right you think of everything that we hear on a daily basis you think everything we see on a daily basis tells us not to put ourselves first now we're in 2022 and now it's starting to shift yeah. <laughs> i think a lot of people also you know it's like you know thinking back right it's just like no one's gonna look that far back right it's just like we're just like all right what are we doing right now how can we you know everyone kind of focuses on you know their own past and they kind of like see in that little circle and i think that also the big part of you know just kind of realizing who you are is kind of needing to look outside of the box, right? Like that's all part of it, right? It's just being like, hey, like, you know, back then, right? Spiritual teachers, everyone's revered. You know, there are goddesses, right? They were all also revered at one point. And, you know, down the line. And then now we're just kind of like, eh, okay, it's whatever. You know? So I think it like also takes like having to look outside of the box and being like, all right, this is like who I am. And you know, I don't always have to be someone who you know, even going back to feminine energy, right? It's like when you are the creator and when you're trying to nurture for your, for your family, 
I think like right now everyone kind of sees that as like a secondary thing, right? It's like, oh, like women belong in the home. They're meant to be taking care of things. But like, yes, you can take care of your home, but you can also take care of yourself. Like you can still do everything. And there's like always like a little list of priorities. Um, but yeah, for some reason, everyone's decided they're like, oh, I'll come like last. And like even going back to what you're saying, right? Like when you're saying that, you know, if you're to look at, you know, yourself treat others or treat yourself, um, and the same, right? How would you would you treat other people the same way that you treat yourself? You know, when you go beat yourself up because you're like, oh, I don't look good today, or like, oh, I didn't get my work done. You know, I'm just so slow. I'm just like this. And it's like, would you go and tell someone else the same thing? So, <laughs> yeah, it's also a selfish society too, right? Um, right. We've created a selfish society, and if we you know, there's memes going around that says self-care is not selfish, right? And it's yeah. not, it absolutely yeah. is. But how many times, um, and, and I'm going to go back to women with this, how many times, because women especially, and, and I'm not saying men don't experience this, but women especially are conditioned and taught that they have to put everybody else ahead of themselves, right? Sure. Um, so you look at mothers, right? I'm a mother, I have, you know, Technically, I have four kids. And mm -hmm. if I wanted a babysitter, if I wanted help, right? You look at, like I said, olden times, thousands of years ago, they raised children as a community. Yeah. Everybody chipped in. You know, there were nannies, right? There were nannies. There were people who took care of the kids while other people went and did, you know, their job or their work yeah. or all of that, right? We haven't always been stay at home. That wasn't our role. We were actively part of a community. And sure. I think we've become so individualistic and, and I'm promoting individuality. Absolutely. I'm promoting individuality, but not in a sense of, I, I was talking to my, my oldest daughter about this yesterday is when I tell you to focus on yourself and when I tell you to put yourself first, that doesn't mean hurt other people. That doesn't yeah. mean ignore other people's feelings. Yeah. And Yet we're putting everybody ahead of ourselves and ignoring our own feelings, ignoring our own needs. Why is it yeah. that a mother who wants to go out and have drinks with her friends or wants to go to a movie by herself is like, why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, no. If I want to go out, I'm going to go out. You know, right. if I have a partner, my partner's going to parent his children. And he knows that. I, a few weeks ago, I was having a really hard week. And I think it was Friday night and it wasn't that nice out, but I was like, I'm going out. I called up my friend. I said, yeah. do you want to just go for a yeah. drive? Yeah. We went for a drive. We talked. We probably spent an hour or two out and that was it. He was like, go have fun, right? Like do your thing. Cause he knew that's what I needed. And when yeah. you have that coexisting partnership and going into relationships for a second, your partner should honor and respect the fact that you need time too. You need to rest and recharge. You need to fill your cup. You're not all about filling their cup. No, great. I think that also, it's like, I think like going back to relationships, right? And I think there's always like a lot of insecurity in relationships. And, you know, a lot of times people feel like they have to spend every single second together um, and that's like something that I ran into a lot of my own relationships is because I am very independent. Like I want to go do something on my own. And it's like, 
some days I'm kind of like, all right, like we already spent like a lot of time together. I'm just like, I'm just going to go sit by myself like somewhere. <laughs> and it's like, I think it's like, it's that, right? And so a lot of my partners are kind of like, hey, like, you know, like that's not okay. You can't go and do that. And obviously it's going to go over and create problems, right? If you know deep down that you're like, hey, like I just need, you know, a little bit of space and like you can't be codependent on each other, but just being like, all right, you have to be two individuals, both loving who you are, like both loving each other, but then loving who you are. And I think that's what's always going to produce like a great relationship where you are communicating, you know, um, you know, just like showing up for like and being like the best versions of each other, right? And um, it's great that your husband is like really supportive as well. And I'm sure that you guys help each other grow. And I think that's something that even, you know, in yourself or in relationship with anyone, right? That's the most important thing is that you continue to grow as a person. You know, if you're just kind of who you were, the same person who you were 10 years ago, then it's like, all right, the entire world is moving on without you. And you think you're going to stay stuck or are you going to become, you know, kind of follow along and be like, all right, how can I level up myself as well? Yeah, exactly. The other thing, um, have you ever heard of a partnering? Like, as in, like, being in a relationship. So, we did an episode, yeah. uh, just segue, and I know I'm going off topic for a minute, but just a segue. There is an episode that we did, and it's called Love Your Way. And yeah. the lady that, uh, that spoke on that episode with me is in an, an is in a, in a partnership relationship where yeah. they live in separate homes. They're married, but they live in separate homes. They're only a couple blocks away from each other, but they live in separate homes, right? And there is a huge community of people who are leaning more towards that for their independence, right? They're still loving, they're still committed, they're still, they do things together, but they're not, they don't live together. They're honoring each other's space and that their individual lives, right? So that's a good episode for you to check out. Um, That's on that topic, but relationships, even the relationship with yourself, right? It's all about perspective. There are three parts to every relationship. So there's my part, your part, right? Or your partner's part. Let's say you and I are in a, in a, in a partnership, right? There's my, yeah. my individuality, your individual individuality. And then there's the relationship itself. It's like having a joint yeah. banking account, right? You have your own account. Right. They have their own account. But you each have to put into that joint account to pay the bill, right? 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 Every relationship's the same. Now, with your your relationship with yourself and going back to our topic today of, you know, making sure that you're putting yourself first and, you know, showing up for yourself, think of how, think of how you show up. If you can show up for your kids, if you can show up for your clients, if you can show up for your partner, for your school, whatever it is that you're doing, if you can show up for other people, there is absolutely no reason why you can't show up for yourself other than conditioning. Yep. That's literally it, right? So let's get into some ways that we can show up for ourselves. I know we kind of touched on a few, but let's let's yeah. detail them out a little bit more. Um, the first yeah. one that I want to mention that I mentioned kind of at the beginning of this episode was you know, how are you talking to yourself? How are you speaking to yourself in the mirror? What are you saying about who that person is looking back? I did, there was a post in one of the Facebook groups that I'm in and it was, um, let's talk about gossip. And it was creating, I'm going to actually, I'm going to call her out on this because 
why not? <laughs> um, but I'm going to call her into this and not like into the video, but I want to read it to you really quickly. So I just have to find it. Um, and I self-talk is, it's, you know, it's even, even when I teach classes, even talking to myself during a workout, right? Like not every day, I don't feel like working out. And usually if the first thing I tell myself is this is gonna suck, you know, I just really hate this. I don't wanna do this. Usually I have a very terrible workout, but if I just switch and be like, I'm gonna have a great workout and feeling really good today, even if I'm not, usually the workout ends up pretty, being pretty good because it's just about how I speak to myself. And it's the same, right? Like about your body, for example, if you look at yourself every day and you're like, wow, my, like my stomach just looks terrible. This is disgusting. Then most likely that's what's going to happen. But if you start noticing maybe one thing that you like about yourself, maybe that can start changing how you see yourself in your mindset. Yep. Um, so it's Kim Allen, uh, who's on yep. Facebook. And she said, gossip is a habit. Negative gossip hurts and attracts more of the same ugliness, right? Um, changing a habit starts with awareness. Consider this your awareness. Now let's intentionally shift this habit. Let's hear it. Let's start the week with some juicy, positive gossip. And so I commented on it and I, I did it right away. Cause I was like, hell yes. And I said, my gossip this week, have you seen that woman over there? Yes. There, the one in the mirror, I heard some crazy things about her. She's amazing, yeah. strong, and has overcome a lot. She deserves unconditional love. Again, it's the way we're talking about ourselves, right? And of course, everybody loved that comment, but um, that's what it is, right? Is where are you, where are you speaking about yourself? And like I said, it could be conscious. It be, could be unconscious. It could be, you know, walking down the street and, you know, having a little trip or, or stumble and saying, oh, Melissa, you're such an idiot or such a clutch. You're putting yep. those thoughts into your head, right? You're creating yep. that negative dialogue that's yep. not helping at all. No, oh, and like some of the negative dialogue. So I think like, you know, sometimes we'll be like, oh, like say if you trip, right? You're like, oh, Melissa, you're so stupid. Or Steph, you're so stupid, right? And it's like something so simple, like most people wouldn't be like, oh, that was, you know, something negative that I would tell myself. But I think a lot of the beliefs are actually created, like, you know, when we're a child, right? And they kind of carry on. And, you know, for me, like, it, that's one of the huge things that I started noticing a lot of my negative self-talk came from. And it was actually things that I never even thought that would affect me. And when I started going back to that awareness and being like, oh, okay, now I've caught it. And now I can actually change how I start speaking to myself. So it is crazy. Like one of the things that I focus on um, in the Love Your Body Naked system is you change your beliefs. And I focus more on like health fitness, but like anyone can do this for, with anything, right? If you essentially become whatever you believe. So if I believe that I'm not a great coach, I'm a terrible coach, that's probably what's going to happen is because I'm going to become a terrible coach. But if I keep telling myself I'm an amazing coach, I'm a strong coach, I'm the most amazing coach, like, you know, most educated coach, I'm going to take those steps that are necessary for me to go and actually become that person. So yes, there is like a little bit of work involved. You can't just be like, all right, yes, I'm amazing. But it's like, do you know why you're amazing? Like, what are the things that you want to do so that you become amazing? Yeah. Not only that, but again, going back to the fact that it's okay not to like certain things about yourself, yep. but those are the things that you, you have the capability of changing. And it's not just changing the fact that you don't like it, right? It's, 
transforming how you think about it, right? And the positivity movement, I'm going to touch on that for a second. The positivity movement is think positive, be positive, and everything's going to be great. That doesn't work. It does not work. I am absolutely 100% against the positivity movement. What I'm saying is not to ignore the negativity and not to automatically say, oh, I have to be positive. No, it's, I can look in the mirror again, right? Body positivity. I can look in the mirror and go, you know what? I really don't like these roles. Um, But if I'm not willing to do anything about it, I still love myself. Do I like it? No, but I'm not beating myself up about it. I'm not saying, oh, that makes me look ugly or, oh, nobody's going to like me or, oh, I have to change that. No, it's, okay, I'm overweight. I, I know the reasons why. Do I want to change them? Maybe not right now. You know, right. I like my Pepsi a little bit too much and I like to eat whatever I want whenever I want. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm okay with that. And I also, you know, a lot of people are like, well, did you put any activity? Well, I am anaphylactic to <laughs> um, exercise. So I actually right. have a heat allergy that has been yeah. recently recently diagnosed, which um, I am literally allergic to the heat. And a lot of the times that comes hand in hand with if I go to do physical labor or, or manual labor and I overheat, I have the potential to go into anaphylactic shock. So, you know, I have to be careful. People talk to me about, oh, intermittent fasting. I can't do that. Um, I get violently ill if I don't eat every five hours while I'm away it's you know i can't do it um so it's well i think like loving your body is not just about going on that diet right so i think for me so i kind of body positivity body neutrality i'm all for both because i think different things work for different people you know and i think that it's like a journey for everyone right like even for like myself i was like talking to someone i forget i think i posted something about you know being more positive in general that was just the spin that you know i was going for and someone wrote there they were like i was like something about negative i think mindset like negative self-talk and someone wrote that they're like i like being negative and I was like, and that's fine. I was like, there's nothing wrong with liking being negative. I was like, as long as you know it, who you are and like why you like me or not like, like being negative as you understand how that affects you and how that makes you look complete as a person. Like I know for her, right? If I was like, hey, like, you know, have a great day. Like everything's gonna be sunshine and rainbows. She'd be like, okay, like stop. You're just too much. You need to get away from me, <laughs> right? And so I think there's always like, there's different things, right? And like going back to body positively, it's like, yes, you can love your body. And it is knowing that also you're gonna have days where you don't love your body. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And it's like part of, you know, that self-love it's like all right if you don't have a donut right that's okay if you don't do intermittent fasting that's also okay like doesn't matter right it's just about you know what's gonna find whatever works best for you exactly um going on to that sorry my dog's barking in the background um going back to that is you know if you're negative and i love negativity i do i absolutely love negativity and the reason is because i and i coined this phrase many years ago is negativity is the catalyst for positive growth right when we're experiencing really negative traumatic events that's telling us hey it's time to grow it's time to learn it's time to change this you know excuse me dig within reclaim your identity and let's go but there are times where i do enjoy 
being mean, not like, not in the yeah. sense of, you know, I'm going to go actually hurt somebody's feelings, but no, not even yeah. being mean. I like standing up for myself. I like feeling right. powerful enough to stand up for myself. That doesn't mean I'm attacking anybody. That doesn't mean I'm being mean to somebody. And that's why I reworded that. Um, <laughs> but it's knowing that I have that capability. I love the negative parts about myself. That's unconditional yeah. love, right? Now, yes. if you have a friend who likes being negative or doesn't like to be that, that peppy positivity, I'm not yeah. peppy positive. I'm a positive right. person. I'm chill, I'm calm, I'm down to earth, but I'm not peppy. And that's the thing. Yeah. High vibrational, and, and that a lot of people will associate being very happy, very positive as being high vibrational. That kills your energy a lot faster than anything else because you're not meant to be all peppy and, and vibing all the time. That drains yeah. your energy. And so if somebody's just kind of monotone and just kind of go in with the flow. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. If that's your personality, if that's how you express, then that's how you express. Right. Agreed. And I think that's like it's taken also back into yeah, figuring out who it is that you are, right? It's just like when you know 1000 percent like who exactly that you are, what kind of person you want to be, how you want to look, like anything, it's like you want like once you know that you can unconditionally love that person. Cause there's no deviation from it anymore. You're just like, all right, this is how I look, right? If you're talking about like somebody superficially, like, um, I don't know if I have a nose ring, right? This is a part of me right now. And anyone can make fun of this nose ring. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, what is that gonna do, <laughs> right? That's not gonna affect me in any way cause that has an unconditional love. So any point when you're speaking to yourself, it's like the same thing. Like if someone tries to attack you for, you know, they're like, oh, I don't think you're doing a good enough job, you know? You know, as a mother, like you should be doing more, but you know exactly who you are. So you'd be like, eh, whatever, moving on, right? Brush it off. Yeah. Right? Perspective. And that's the thing. Your nobody else's opinion should matter in in whether or not you love yourself, right? right? Yes. Um, and that's where I come in as an identity coach, right? Yeah. Everything comes back to knowing who you are. And that's part of the five-day challenge that I'm doing is knowing yeah. who you are, right? And it's all about, you know, the five ways you're giving back, giving away your power and how to start taking it yeah. back, right? Because yeah. we give our power away all the time. And part of that is that negative self-talk. It's the way we worry about what other people think about us, the way that we, yeah. you know, I'm not going to get into all of them because that's part of the challenge. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but <laughs> sign up for that yeah. um, with that being said though there is this this power each of us yeah. have the ability the capability and the right to express ourselves however we want but it all has to start with one who are you not your titles not your rules not your past who are you right now right yeah. and and that's that's step number one and step number two is, do you like the person that you're seeing in the mirror, right? What are you saying about this person? Are you, you know, looking at them and saying, you know, you know, I love my eyes or, you know, hey, I've got gray hair and I'm totally rocking the gray hair because I just don't care, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's going into that process and just like, what are you talking? How are you speaking to yourself, right? And I think that 
again, that that's my number one tip for everybody on, on showing up for yourself is how are you speaking for yourself? And the second part of that is my second tip to, you know, how to show up for yourself is when you say you're going to do something, do it, hold yourself accountable to yourself, right? Your, your happiness is not determined by anybody else. Your happiness is not provided by anybody else. If you want an outcome or if you want to be happy or if you want to be healthy, you need to hold yourself accountable. Now I'm a coach, mentor, and teacher. I will teach you how to do these things, but I can't do it for you. You're, you know, you're a, a, you know, you're a coach, right? you you can give them the steps you can guide them through but if they're not willing to do it you're not accountable they are you have to hold yourself accountable and show up for yourself if you're able to show up for your loved ones for your clients for your friends you know at the drop of a hat if somebody calls you and says you know calls me and says melissa i need this can you please come and get me i'll be like okay and i'll drop Drop what I'm doing and I'm gone, right? Depending on what it is, uh, I'm doing and I'm gone. And, but I need to be able to do that for myself. If I'm doing an episode, I was doing an episode not that long ago. And I was in the, I was, we were about 45 minutes in the episode and I had to go really bad. Like there was something going on. I had to get off (laughs) and I'm just like, Hey, I don't want to end it because I feel bad for my for my speaker, but then I was like, nope, gotta go. <laughs> like I just, we're done, right? Like, sorry. Yeah. Um, but holding yourself accountable, nobody else, um, nobody else is going to provide you with what you need. If you don't ask, if you don't, you know, if you don't provide it to yourself, you can't expect anybody else to love you unconditionally. If you don't love yourself unconditionally. Now I'm not saying you can't get it, not saying you can't get unconditional love even before you love yourself unconditionally because you absolutely can. What I'm saying though is you need to unconditionally love yourself before you can expect it from anybody else. That's yes. I love that. No, I love that. And that's why I use like fitness, right? It's just like you need like for people who need something, who need to like see it, right? Sometimes it's hard if like a coach is telling you, go love yourself. It's like, what does that mean? Like, I don't know how to do that. Right. And it's like doing something that you love, that you find joy in, like something that makes you happy. Um, Like for me, I didn't know that fitness was going to make me happy until one day I was just like, you know what, like, what do I have to lose? Right. Go and try it, see what happens. And when I stopped working out to burn calories and was like, right, this actually makes me feel pretty strong and powerful inside. That's when I was like, oh, okay. Like I, do I do love myself, right? It's like every single day that I go to the gym, like this is showing myself love. And I was like, every single time that I prove to myself that, hey, I did something that I never thought I could, this is me showing that I love myself. And I love the accountability thing because you see that in the fitness industry. You know, people are like, let me try this diet, right? Here's like intermittent fasting. Maybe I'll go on like Atkins. Maybe I'll do this diet and I'll do this diet. And they're like, why don't any of these like work long-term? And it's when you decide to stop holding yourself accountable, Right. So many times is like I tell people all the time, like, you know, clients, you know, friends, they're like, you know, I think I can just stick to this diet for like 60 days and then I'll be sweet. I'm like, right. What happens after the 60 days? You just go back to, you know, what you were doing before. 
And every single time we're like, maybe when you don't want to go to the gym, you're like, oh, I'll just sit on the couch today. You know, I really need to go to the gym, but I'm just going to skip it for today. And the self-love part is there are some days where, yes, you should sit on the couch and do nothing. But then the other part is, all right, how many days have you actually skipped the gym? And maybe you should hold yourself accountable and you should go. So I think it's like, yeah, there's like always like so many different aspects to it, but putting it all together, it's like once you love yourself and you're actually holding yourself accountable to it, it's like watch your life grow. Um, I think it was last Friday's episode. Yeah. So we were talking about, you know, uh, are we creating our own diseases, right? Um, that's, that was Friday's episode. Um, one of the things we mentioned on that episode that's quite relevant to today is your body tells you, right? Your body tells you what it needs. Your energy tells you what it needs. You tell yourself what you need, whether you listen to that or not is totally different. There are days and um, I did, we did another episode, sorry, <laughs> I'm not promoting, <laughs> but we did another yeah. episode on um, human design charts and gene keys. And one of the things that it said about me in that is that I go to a place in the void and that place, whether that's me watching TV, whether it's reading a book, it's quiet space for me where I can be my loner self and just do nothing. And that is some of the most important space for me. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm feeling um, confused or lost or angry or whatever that looks like, or even if I just need a me day. I'm usually binge watching a series right now. I'm watching Scorpion um, <laughs> or I'm reading a series of books and I've, okay. So we're middle of the year. I've already read probably a hundred books. Um, in, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. And, yeah. and that's, they're, they're not huge books. They're Kindle editions yeah. and not all of them are big, but, um, <laughs> but again, so I'm going awesome. through these series. Right. And that's, I honor myself. People are like, how, Melissa, how are you running six businesses, four kids, a husband, and all of this? And it's because I know what I need. I know that each of my businesses provides me with something different. Each of my businesses, I show up in a different way, right? Not all of them provide the same things. And I take time when I need it. Yep right? That's non-negotiable is I take time when I need it. And, you know, if you're walking down the street and you feel afraid, right? Say, let's say you can go the fast way or the long way, the long way, <coughs> well-lit street, yep. fast way, dark alley. He's going to tell you not to go down that dark alley. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, if you go down that dark alley and something happens, you didn't listen. right again holding yourself accountable you have answers when you know who you are and you're able to listen to your energy to your mindset to your spirituality whatever it is to your body you learn to find the signs (laughs) sorry he's attacking he's going to attack yeah come on Sorry, he no, but like for everyone watching, right? That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, what a cutie. But like for everyone watching, right? Like, see how everything is so interrelated. Like, you know, so if you are like unhappy with your body, if you're unhappy with your career, if you're unhappy with your relationship, 
It's not just, let me fix the relationship. Let me go fix the, you know, my exercise routine. Let me go fix my business, right? It yep. all comes back to like, it's about fixing yourself, finding that relationship with who you are again. It's not like, not, and then that's when the other things will kind of be like, okay, this is what's happening, right? Like you can look at it from any different perspective. You can fit, do all the things that you want. Like if you're happy with your relationship or your job, right? You can take it out in your job all that you want. You can take it out in yourself all that you want, but it's never going to make it better because you're not working on who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. We do take it out on, on everything. And I love <laughs> that out. We do, right? If my husband comes home from work and he's not having a good day, he's grumpy. Now, does he mean yeah. to take it out on everybody else? No, but it happens, right? If I am, my goodness, if I'm hot, again, I have yeah. a heat allergy. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm nasty, right? And I have yeah. to like, I have to avoid everybody in my house when I'm hot because I just want to, I just want to hurt the world, right? Um, but when you're not happy and when you're not in a good place, you do whether you're it's subconsciously or or consciously, you do take it out on other people. Bullies, yeah. and I I'm not in no way, shape, or form do I believe bullying is okay. But 99% of bullies are suffering with a lack of identity, with abuse, with trauma, with whatever it is that's going on with them, right? Um, suicide. When you, and I, I always bring this up because this is one of my biggest passion topics, is you outwardly could have a great body great house, great career, you could be one of the most successful people in the world and still not be happy because you're not honoring your identity. Yep. And that is number one. That's why I created a Phoenix identity was because yep. we don't have the relationship with ourselves that bleeds out into everything else yep. and it bleeds black. Uh, no, yep. not that came out yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. that is red, right? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. is red. So let's but it is pretty dark, right? It could be pretty dark, right? It's just like, <laughs> you're making it like if you're always expecting something bad to happen, that darkness will always be there, right? It's I like to use the word, I think it, um, I think this is in spirituality as well, but the concept of self-concept goes back to your identity. It's like who you are, and if you're always like expecting, yeah, like everything there's blood all around you everything's falling everything's crashing down but if you start to change like that self and like starting to go back into all right who's your identity are you listening to your body and like what it's telling you so I like saying all the time it's like start listening to your body it's like your body is so good at telling you what it needs but most of us don't listen because we're like we compare ourselves to someone else, you know, because we're like, oh, this person has that, so I have to go get that. This person's making that much money, so that must mean I have to go make that much money. Um, this person weighs 100 pounds, so that must mean I weigh 100 pounds, right? But if you're giving yourself that condition, unconditional love, and you start showing up for yourself, then who cares how much that other person's making? Who cares how much that other person weighs? Who cares how many children that other person has? It's, it only matters, like, what you're doing. There's one more thing that I want to, that I want to add to that. And is yeah. how often somebody else mentioned this and I can't remember if it's an upcoming episode or one we've already done, <laughs> but how often let's weight loss income. Yeah. Okay. So our, what is it? Our seven, our seven mindset pillars. So I created the seven mindset pillars. It's our belief systems, 
in our life, spirituality, relationships, uh, family, friends, career, and finances. Um, seven most important aspects of every person's life. Our belief systems in there, right, dictate what we do, what we don't do, how we think, all the decisions we make are detailed out. Um, and that's part of our identity. Yep. Now, if you want to lose weight, let's say your family is overweight. Let's say predominantly majority of your family is overweight. Do you feel guilty and avoid losing weight because you don't want to be the only one who's thin? Do you not want to be the one who said, oh, look, I did it. We are so worried about what other people think that, and, and I'm going to use weight loss because you work predominantly with weight loss is, uh, you know, and, and body, body positivity and whatever that looks like. If you are somebody who is overweight and you are in a family that is overweight, do you, would you feel guilty and ashamed if you were the only one who actually lost all that weight? So I think there's a few different aspects to that. I think that number one, yes, there probably will be some guilt, right? Because your entire family is going to be watching you and they're probably going to be extremely jealous of like, hey, this, like, you know, I started losing weight and they would comment on your weight. But I think a lot of other times what comes up is especially if your entire family is overweight is you deep down believe that you're like, my entire family is like this. I will always be like this. And I think that's when it even before, if you are able to get the weight to the weight loss, I think people stop themselves right there, right? Going back to your identity, going back to your self-concept. Um, what I use is a belief releasing technique. You have to let go, of your, let go of that belief that you have about yourself. Whereas if you're always like saying, it's like my entire family is gonna, has been like this my entire life, nothing is going to change. Then again, then nothing is gonna change. Right. But if you are right, hey, we let go of the fact that, you know, I know I can change because, you know, my entire family might be overweight, but I'm not going to be. That's like the first part. And then you get to the weight loss part. And then, yes, I think that's when all that guilt starts coming in. And I think that's when it ties back into that self-love, right? You believe that you don't deserve to lose weight. Self -sabotage. You don't believe that you deserve this. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all that comes okay. in. And then a negative self-love and that's not just with weight loss though. That's with every aspect of yeah. that, right? If you're the yeah. only person in your family, I went to my, one of my kids graduated today. Um, yeah. And if you, if the rest of your family, we have, but if the rest of your family has never graduated or never gone yeah. to college, right? Yeah. There's that, that flip thinking, right? I don't deserve it. This is, you know, I'm going to follow in everybody's footsteps. Or, you know, guilty of being uh, the only one to succeed in that way, right? Okay. And it, it depends yeah. on your variation of success. Now that's, you know, marriage. If your family is 90% divorced and you're the only one, you know, you might self-sabotage. We do that quite often. I know people who have been in relationships, live in the same house, and then they're not happy. So instead of voicing that they're not happy, they do little things to piss the other person off and get the other okay. person to leave, right? Um, I know a narcissist that does that actually. So yeah. um, we're not gonna go there. But that is right. that's the undiagnosed narcissist. Um, yeah. but 
again, that is a potential, right? We all have narcissistic tendencies at times. So instead of vocalizing these fears, vocalizing the fact that we're unhappy, we're not showing up for ourselves and saying, hey, you know, I'm really not happy with the situation or this is how I'm feeling in this situation. You know, that we have to have that expression. And, and you mentioned earlier, it all comes down to identity. Um, yep. So if anybody's watching and you don't think identity is, uh, is mandatory, your first stop, then you need to come to me and we need to talk about your identity because that's literally... <laughs> Uh, my bread and butter, but identity is the key. First off, what do you feel about yourself? What do you like? What do you not like about your life? Because if there's areas of your life that you don't like, there's probably something you want to change because it doesn't yep. fit with your personality, yep. doesn't fit with your self-expression, your true core identity, um, and and all of that. And if you want to show up for yourself, you need to make that choice. You need to be the one to take that first step and say, hey, you know. I don't like this and it's starting to negatively affect the rest of my life. I need to do something. Yep. Yep. And I think for everyone who's like kind of on this journey, right. It's hard. It's, it's a huge change, right. I think most of us are scared of the unknown, right? Like who knows what's going to happen, right? Maybe it's like, if I actually change myself, will people like it? But then it goes back to who cares? The only person that like cares, like that should care about whether or not you like yourself is going to be yourself. Right. And it's just about like taking that risk and being like, all right, what's the worst that could happen? I like when you use school as an example. So um, you're in Canada, right? You're in Canada. Yeah. And so I'm like similar in America, I wanted to take a gap year after high school and every single person told me no. I don't think there was one person that said to me, oh, that's really cool. Like you should go do what you love. And nobody said that to me. Everyone said, you're going to regret it. This is the biggest mistake that you're making of your life. They were like, you know, you have to go to college. And I knew, I didn't know a lot about myself, but I knew that deep down, I was like, this is something that I have to do because I was unhappy with who I was. I wasn't sure of anything else, but I was like, I have to go do this thing right now. And if I don't do it now, then who knows what's going to happen. I'm going to miss my chance. And so I didn't actually end up taking a gap year. I did just move away, move to out of the country. I went to school. And what's funny is I look back and I'm like, I'm not even doing what I went to school for. And the, I was like, sometimes I don't regret anything, but you know, sometimes I'm like, I should have listened to myself. And it was like, I knew already that I was like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. Cause I already created that part of my identity for myself. And I was like, this is something that, that I'm not willing to budge on. And so I don't know if it's like saying like working and creating a business for yourself. I'm sure there was lots of pushback from other people, but as long as you know, deep down that are like, Hey, I think this is what's right for me. Then it shouldn't necessarily matter what, you know, what your partner thinks, what this other person thinks. Um, I get in arguments with my sister all the time about this because she thinks that because she knows better thinks it's better. She thinks that it's a good idea and I should listen to her. And I'm like, well, the flip side to what I think is, is that I don't see it that way, right? Like for me, I want to go and take that risk. And if it is the worst idea in the world, oh, well, that's on me, right? That's the mistake that I've made. Whereas if you put your a decision into someone else's hands and it doesn't work out, then like going back, is kind of like, you're like, oh, I should have listened to myself. Like, this is like, I should have done that for myself. And you're already doing something for someone else and not for yourself. Yep. Yep. You should, and, and that is exactly it. You should be doing what you want to do. Um, yeah. I always say from the day you're born to the day you die, you are your own only constant. 
nobody is going to be there. And, And especially if you live a longer life, right? If, excuse me, if your, your parents are not supposed to always be there, right? You're supposed to grow up, move out and have your own life. Yeah. The second part is if you, you know, get married or, or get into a relationship that might not work out in the long run. So if you put all of your effort and time into that person, I'm not saying not to, but without showing up for yourself and they leave, you're going to be stuck going, who am I? Right. That's a life crisis. Okay, yeah. and I have I have a life crisis package. If anybody's wondering, yeah. it's a life crisis, right? When when your relationship doesn't work out, and you're like, "Who am I? I have to start all over again?" Come to me. Uh, second part, when your kids, right? Everybody tells you, you know, show up for your kids. You got to be there for your kids. Yeah. What are you gonna do when your kids move out and leave and are there? I, my oldest doesn't live at home. Uh, the second yeah. one doesn't live with us. And, you know, they come when they need something, they come when I need something, but their life does not revolve around me, right? So you have to change. Okay, I'm no longer mummy anymore, and I'm not needed (laughs) 24-7. Another life crisis, what do I do? Who am I, right? Not only that, but your relationship. If you're in a marriage and you have children, 18, 20 years, whatever, right? When your kids are gone and you look at your partner and go, who are you? Yep. What I ask them, I ask people all the time, like, what are some of your hobbies? And a lot of people, so I'm talking to a few mothers, they don't know how to answer that question because they say they're kids. And like, your kid is not a hobby. Like, you don't just like have your kids for fun. Like your kids are like a separate being to who you are. And I was like, what do you like doing for yourself? What's something that you enjoy? And it's a hard question for people to answer. And I don't think that it should be. Like, it's something that, you know, we're taught, like, even as kids, right? Like, you go and, like, play. Why do you play sports? Like, you're, you know, like, trying to find something that you do enjoy. And, like, obviously, some people are forced into doing things that they don't, right? And hope that eventually everyone realizes that it's, like, hey, anything that you do in life, you should be enjoying this. Like, and, again, going back to doing it for yourself, right? Because you're choosing to show up for yourself. Like maybe if your if your son likes to play basketball, right? That doesn't mean like you have to go play basketball all the time, or you just have to sit there and watch. Like that's that's your that's something that your son wants to do. Yep. Um, the other one is um, work. We yep. throw, especially entrepreneurs. Yes. Uh, we throw everything into our businesses. Now, if yep. you have a career that you've worked at for fifty years and now it's retirement time, again, another life crisis. And I'm not promoting yeah. that. another life crisis, right? Yeah. Where you've shown up for this job for 50 years. Yeah. Now you don't have that job anymore. And it's like, hey, what do I like? What do I do? Yeah. My Again, it all comes down to identity, right? Showing yeah. up is knowing your identity, knowing what you need, knowing what you like, what you love, how to express yourself, how to show up as yourself, not just for you, but for other people. And just creating a life that you love that makes you happy. Exactly. Right? That's showing up for yourself. Unconditional love, knowing who you are, showing up and expressing who you are, not only to yourself, but to everybody else. Yes. And like, yeah, even though it's the life crisis, I see it more as like a, a period of growth. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like, yes, you're having that crisis where you're like, okay, I'm shedding that old identity. Now who is this new identity that I want to be? Right. Yeah. And it's like, you can literally do anything that you want. You can be anything that you want. And we're, you know, already taught like, you know, like as kids, right. It's like your imagination is huge. Like I want to go and go to, into space. I want to be a doctor. I want to, you know, I know own 10 million houses. Mm-hmm. Right. And everyone tells you, no, you're never going to do that. So then you kind of like start creating, you're like, okay, maybe they're right. I don't think I can own 10 million houses. So then you kind of create like that doubt again, but it's like, literally it's like the sky is actually the limit. And it's like, I think when people realize that it's like, okay, like when you stop putting yourself into a box and you just leave that box open, then when you do have a crisis, then it's not like there is no, right. This is just the next natural step. It's any step that you choose that you want to go. Yep. Yep. I love it. (laughs) I absolutely love it and you know it is we when you have those those moments I call it a life crisis only because most people think that's what it is (laughs) midlife crisis but we have them all the time um so that's the only reason I call it about that I that's why I that's why I coined the term negativity is the is the catalyst to positive growth right because we don't know things need to change unless we're shown it And because we're so out of touch with our identity, we're so out of touch with our body, with our energy, with our spirituality, whatever you look at it, because we're so out of touch with that, we don't see the signs. Yes. Right. And that's where somebody like you and I would come in Um, and be like, hey, (laughs) I know what this means. Let's get (laughs) ready. And that's the thing. And showing up for yourself is just, you know, it can be as simple as just saying, I want, I want something different or I yep. want to be better or I love my, yep. or, you know, just, there's so many little things that you can do to show up for yourself saying that, you know, yep. I need five minutes to myself. Yep. <laughs> right? yep. Like, yep. Um, even just expressing, right. And knowing the other day I posted in my Facebook group, women sorting women can, I said, you know, I love my children and I will be yeah. there for my children whenever they need me, however they need me. but I need an adult only vacation with my husband (laughs) they're driving me nuts and there's only two days left of school yeah for the summer and so it was like and I'm just like ah right (laughs) um but it's being able to express that right and knowing that yeah I love my kids and yeah I'll always be there for my kids they're driving me nuts right now and I need some me time yeah. Later that night, my husband and I went for a drive. So it was, you know, we needed to do awesome. what we needed to do. And yeah. it's expressing that. It's asking for yeah. it. It's taking that chance. But again, showing up for yourself, holding yourself yeah. accountable, and taking the steps that you need to take to create a happy, healthy life. Yeah. And like, I think take small steps. I think everyone kind of feels like they're like, okay, now I have to start loving myself. You know, we're just going to throw everything away and like start over. Like, it doesn't have to be that way, right? If taking an hour to yourself seems like this is impossible, like I just don't have enough time, do 30 seconds, right? Yeah, five minutes. Literally, I don't know, sit in the bathroom, just look at yourself in the mirror or, you know, listen to some music. Like it doesn't have to be something that's like super crazy. And, you know, like everyone always tries to, we all try to do everything at one time. Yeah. Like even as an entrepreneur, like in business, we're always like, yeah, do everything right now. And then we're like, okay, none of this is working. <laughs> Let me go back to the basics. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> do the, do the 15 second breathing technique. 
right? That, oh, yeah. that, that, that right there, I will swear to anybody listening, <laughs> the 15 second breathing technique, we'll see a difference immediately. Uh, so it's inhale, count to five while you're inhaling, obviously in your head, uh, count to five in your head while you're inhaling, <laughs> hold for five seconds, and then exhale for five seconds. That breathing technique is so relaxing. It just, it's calming, right? It calms your emotions, calms yeah. your, it just calms your body. It's physical, emotional, and energetic. And it, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Type. Yeah. yeah. And like being intentional with that, right? Like, yes, you're going to breathe for 15 seconds, right? But if your mind is like, okay, I didn't do this. You know, my son needs this. I need to do that. Then you're not, you know, using that breath to the maximum effectiveness as possible, right? Is if we're going to take 15 seconds to yourself, Make sure that 15 seconds is, yep, I'm focusing just on my breathing right now. That's why you're counting, you can deal right? With yep. <laughs> right? Because if you focus on the counting, yeah. then you're not focusing on anything else. You have to focus on yeah. the counting plus yes. counting while you're breathing. So it takes away all of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is there yeah. anything else you'd like to add before we get going? Um, biggest tip is honestly start very, very slow and goes back to doesn't matter what, what aspect of your life you're unhappy with, weight loss, your body, your job, your family, your relationship, anything is go back to yourself is for me, self-concept for you, identity, same thing, identity yourself, whatever you want to call it is figure out who you want to be as a person because you'll honestly watch your life change. And it's something I didn't believe, but when I actually put my mind to it, that's when, hey, my, you know, for me, it was owning an online business was always a dream. And I was like, this is never going to happen. Online business game. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, great. That's not that bad, right? And yeah. it's like, people say all the time, it's like, you can create the life that you want. And as a child, I never believed that. But now it's like, when you start showing yourself that conditional love, you're showing up for yourself all the time. That's when you'll start to see. And it's like, you're an example. I'm an example. There are so many people around us who are creating the lives that we want. And it's not just some like huge fairy tale. It's like, people are making this happen. We're not any different. We're not luckier than other people. We don't have like an advantage to other people. It's just, we've chosen, Hey, this is, we're going to work on our mindset. We're going to cho choose ourselves first. And I know we said before, it's not selfish. It's something, you know, it's people are going to say all the time. They're like, Oh, I think, you know, picking yourself is selfish. And it's, it's not because this is something that you need to do for yourself. So it's, it's like, again, go back to loving who you are, start small and you're going to have your, everything that you want in life is going to happen. Yep. I want to add to that really quickly yeah. is when you say starting small, um, yeah. instead of even focusing instead of, or either one, instead yeah. of focusing on what you do want or what you do yeah. want to change yeah. focus on what you don't like yeah, yeah. right I like that that's yeah. that's like your that. starting point right what don't I like? do i not like this do i not like that okay well why yeah. don't I like it? Yeah. right and I like if that. i don't like it what what do i like instead right, right? and then start yeah. there are a lot of different things again um i know that part of the part of this episode is uh, going to be this. And part of that is, is Stephanie's, but, um, join my five day challenge. It's starting July 11th. 
link is in the description. I am going to post that in the description because it, it goes hand in hand with what we're talking about and just, you know, showing up for yourself. And again, it's the Empowered Warrior Women's Challenge. So uh, go and check that out. Um, for anybody watching, please uh, go and check out our sponsor today, which would be Steph. And she is offering her uh, mini course on how to love yourself um, naked, which yeah. is awesome. And I'm not going to get into too much detail about that. The link for that is in the description. And I, again, if I didn't already love myself naked, I would be taking that mini course myself. Um, so <laughs> definitely go and check that out. If you'd like to connect with either myself or Steph, please do so. Our links are in the description of this episode. If you have any questions or concerns, if you'd like to be a guest speaker on the show, or if you would like to see a topic featured on the show, please absolutely reach out to us at justalivepd.com. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter, go like and follow us on all of our social media platforms. And yeah, thank you very much, Stephanie, for joining me today. No, thank you so much, Melissa. This is awesome. Everyone is going to love themselves now. World's going to be a better place. <laughs> well, let's hope so. One video yeah. at a time. One video. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Just a Family. This has been your episode for giving you something to talk about or just the live TV. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler, and I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye.